Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi healers, it's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform. And the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. 
BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are so excited to be back here with part two of our gut healing episode. Last episode was so good and we got such great feedback. Thank you guys so much. And thank you all again so much for rating and reviewing our podcast. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. Please, please. Um, it is actually something that's so helpful to our podcast and it really gets um, our podcast name out there. And we're really just trying to raise more and more awareness for anxiety and mental health and help and the stigma of mental health. And so, um, the more that this podcast gets out to people, then the more awareness is raised um, for mental health and for anxiety. So totally subscribe and uh, comment and I, I mean, comment, I guess, read and review. That's what I mean. <laughs> but, but whatever you can do to help share, you can also go to our Instagram pages, uh, the Anxiety Chicks on Instagram, follow us and kind of just help spread the word. Um, so yeah, so we're so excited. We got some great questions. We're actually going to try and answer like a lot of questions today because some of them are pretty short answers we can give you. Some of them are a little longer. Um, Taylor obviously knows a lot of the science behind the gut stuff, which is good. I will probably give you a lot of my personal experience with my IBS, but um, we thought we'd start just a couple minutes by telling you how we've been doing. We like to kind of give you guys updates on our life and see if you can relate to anything we're going through. So how have you been doing, Taylor? Do you want to know something funny? So yes. someone messaged me the other day and they were like, why in the beginning of the podcast do you never speak? And I was like, because I have a serious issue with like word vomit. And I think if I like you like sound like a radio host, like you pop in and you're like, what's up, guys? Like Allison here. Oh, <laughs> no. I pop in and I'm like, hey, it's Taylor. <laughs> I seriously like I I just like I don't even know what I would say it would it would I would have it planned out like before we started and then like the second we press start it's like uh. wait I have an idea I think that what? you should start no it next absolutely week. not I think absolutely you should start not. it next would, week come on everybody no everybody would literally like sign off <laughs> I love it I feel like stop you'd be so funny I'm you're so great <laughs> yourself but maybe we'll try that one whoever whoever one message you that if they're listening. I'm going to try and see if Taylor can start one of the episodes. No. Okay. But once we get started, like I get going, I just have to have you like get me pumped. Like you, you're my hype man. Like you oh, hype God. it. And then I'm like, here I am. Let's get hype guys. 
Anxiety. Okay, anyway, okay, so tell me how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was telling Allison, like, it'd be cool if we started like sharing maybe some things we were struggling with in our own personal life. And like, if you follow me, like, I feel like sometimes people lose the connection with us that like, we've gone through stuff as well. And like, I never want people to think my life is perfect. I never want people to think like they can never get to like where we are. I never want people to ever think that because that's not true. And um, just because I don't struggle with panic disorder anymore and my health anxiety has gotten like tremendously better. I mean, the work both you and I have put into our own mental health is just like what it takes. Like it takes people always message and they're like, I'm trying this and like I've had like five good days and then I had like two bad days and now I feel like I'm just never going to be where you're at. It's just not possible. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like recovery is not linear, first of all. And I just want all you guys to know that like it's not going to be a straight line to the finish line. Right. It is like a maze. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a journey. Right. And so anyone that follows me. I always talk about my healing journey. It's right. honestly never over. Every single day I wake up and I choose to kind of heal myself and whatever is going on in my life at that point. There's a lot of things that make the days more horrible than others, but it's like one day at a time, you know? Oh, today today I was like, man, this is the most Monday Monday ever. Because as I was telling you, I order, I'm guys, I'm so cheap. I'm horrible. I just like cannot stop. Like the last time I put together my office, I got all this stuff from Ikea and Allison was like, why do you do this to yourself? She was like, no, I would not be assembling all that. And I was like, I was literally on my floor, like putting like furniture together for probably three days. And so I got that done. I mean, it looks great. I did my office great. I haven't showed it to my Instagram yet, but I can't wait to show y'all and show y'all how I Ikea, Ikea hacked it. Anyways. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to be so jealous. Probably looks I, so good. It does. And you know, I, I'm proud of like the bargain I did, you know? Yeah, I think that makes me most proud. So anyways, I ordered a, a we needed a sideboard in the living room. And so I ordered this piece, you know, the Wayfair look look good. It looked good. <laughs> I just uh spent an hour and a half putting that together. Um you can watch on my Instagram story. Uh well, actually y'all can't cuz it'll probably be gone by then, but oh. um horrible fail. And then after that, I was like rushing to get on the podcast with Allison and I <laughs> I literally like had a, a a water bottle and for some reason I went to like bend down with the water bottle and I picked up my laptop and the water bottle was just upside down, just spilling all over <gasps> my couch. I mean, all no. over my uh, chair. I was just like, no, oh <laughs> but my I mean, that that's, that's not the struggles I'm dealing with. That was just like oh. my Monday. Right. And I was like, I had to sit down and be like, okay. You know, I could take this and just like let the rest of my day domino effect. But like, I'm getting on the podcast with Allison. We're going to have a good day. Like, I'm going to turn this around. So turning the day around, starting now. Good. Uh, well, what you know I'm what? currently. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying I, I'm sure in your mind, it's probably like not what you expected. So you were so annoyed at that. But like, if I see it or someone else sees what it is, it's probably like, oh, it's so nice. You know, we might think it's like. Not as bad as you think it is, but I know how it's disappointing right. to be to have expectations, and that it's like not the well, same. Well, anyway. this is this is what I'm sh- what I struggle. With. So what I was saying 
like in the beginning how like just because I don't struggle with panic disorder and like don't have the panic attacks anymore. And that is something you can recover from. So I think people also get a little bit confused with like when you hear you can't fully recover from anxiety. Like some people get like so down in the trenches from that because they think like their life will always be like what it is right now. And like my life is a 360 from what it was when I was dealing with extreme panic disorder. Like I believe you can fully recover from the extreme everyday overtaking panic attacks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think people think that that will never, they will never be able to get through that. And so like the thing we mean when we say like recovery isn't like you will never fully recover from anxiety is I don't think anybody in this world doesn't have some sort of anxiety about things. So like- So, sorry, I just want to interrupt really quick because I want to make it very, very clear that anxiety disorders have criteria in order for it to be a disorder, right? So in my mental health manual that I use, it's full of all the mental disorders and that's how we give a diagnosis and they're full of all these criteria that were created by the American Psychiatric Association, you know, whoever the board is that creates all of that. So depression, anxiety, you know, PTSD, all of these things have criteria that match it to be a diagnosis, okay? So while some, so not everyone's going to know exactly what those criteria are unless you're like a psychologist. You can go by the book if you want the DSM and look it up. But the fact is, I can't say enough that every single human has emotions, You cannot remove emotions from your mind, your body, soul. You can't remove them. Everyone has worry. Everyone has sadness. Everyone has happiness. Everyone has fear. Everyone's going to experience those emotions at some point. When when it becomes, you know, a problem is when you don't feel like you can control those emotions. And it's actually not really about control. It's more about like, acknowledging that you have the emotions and actually working through them, but not having them take control of your life. So it's debilitating. So that's why, that's why I never, ever say like hashtag anxiety cure. Like I don't believe the word cure in any type of mental health arena at all. I would never say cure to me means like if you have cancer and you have these cells of cancer in your body, you're cured of them after, you know, 10 years, they're not in there anymore. That's it. You don't have any cancer anymore. Like that's in your right. body. You cannot just be cured of sadness. You can't be cured of worry. You you have to actually have those things in your mind and body to survive sometimes. Right. So you have to move through the emotions. You're not just going to ever take out worry of your brain. Right. So that's But kind it of can't get to the point where it's not controlling your every single day. 100%. And remember, yeah. panic attacks are a criteria and a symptom of anxiety. So like, yes, you can manage your symptoms 100%, which means you can be panic attack free. You manage that symptom. Right. But you're still going to have days when you're worrying. You're going to have things oh, in yeah. your life where you worry. You you literally just said what people don't hear enough. Yes. So is that yeah. you can have days where it's not debilitating panic attacks all day long. And that and but but you will have worry. So like like my what I was talking about with my my worry right now is I struggle with like uh everything needs to be perfect. Just like even putting that piece of furniture together like there were so many things that I needed to get done but I kept looking at that box and like I just like had to put it together and like I had to finish it. And we have fa- like my fiance's family's coming in town, and like I just like 
have to have everything look right it, or it'll like really bother me. And like, mm-hmm. that's something I'm working on is like, it's okay if things are not okay. And that's like, just, it, it can be debilitating too. It can yeah. sometimes get to the point where I don't even want to start because I know I have to finish. And if I don't finish, it'll bug me so bad. Well, and that's kind of, you know, that's for me the same thing, but it's like a catch-22 because I struggle with ADD a lot of my life. And so many times I have like a million tasks going on at once and um, actually completing one of them is the difficult part for me. Yes, yes. But I try to, you know, I've done a lot of, of um, things to try and help manage that and prioritize and organize. Um, but yeah, that piece of, you know, that piece of you wanting everything to look right. Or right. right, right when he comes, it's it's hard not to feel. You don't want to disappoint it. You want thing. You want them to. You know, I'm when sure they could probably care less or like not even notice and probably be like, oh, you did great on everything. But in my head, like the tiniest detail, I like can't. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. crazy. It's and it's yeah. and I can make it to where it almost ruins the time. Yeah. I know. That's like such a, that's such a tough thing. And especially if it's going on and on in your mind about, right. Because obviously important people to you, you know, right. You want to make them proud. You know, you want them to, obviously they love you, I'm sure, (laughs) but you know, you want them to accept you and all of that. Um, but a lot of that has to do with less about them and more about you accepting you. Right. Exactly. It's definitely, I just, I just am continually working on the like, it's okay if things aren't perfect. Yeah. And I think that'll be a a long time work in progress, you know, because I've been working on that for so long. Good for you. And I guarantee that if you're listening to this, you at some point have thought about those things and maybe struggle with perfectionism because a lot of highly anxious people do. And that's totally okay. Um I actually struggle. I struggle with that too, but not, but like, it's so weird, different parts of my life. You know, sometimes some parts of my life, I just could care less about what that looks like to other people or, you know, and I don't judge myself for it. But like the other day I was even saying to um, my parents, because I had, I picked them up for dinner the other night and my car is literally, you guys, I've never had a new car. Okay. I'm 40. No judgment. I've never bought my own car. Have you had a used car for, and not that used cars, I'm actually going to get a new used car, but I want it to be like a newer used one. Um, But I mean, like an older, older car for a long time. And for the first time, I felt like embarrassed to have people see my car lately. Uh, It's so superficial. And I just get so down on myself because I'm like, I'm not super superficial person at all. Right, right. I could, you know. I am so much about like gratitude, like thank goodness I even have a car. You know, some people don't even have them. Like I feel so grateful, but um, I feel very proud of my career in the last couple of years. And I feel like I finally have a little bit of money where I can afford. And also I'm not married, no kids. I'm very dependent on myself. So um, I just felt so bad. I, I almost felt bad feeling like that. Like, why am I embarrassed? Like I f- should right. feel... I should feel so grateful that I even have a car to be able to drive around. And I just, I, my parents got in the car and I said, I don't know, I need a new car. I'm so embarrassed. And like, what are you talking about? It's fine. I mean, you're doing great. You're going to, you're, you're going to work hard for the things you have soon. It's fine. I'm like, I know you're right. I feel so bad that I even just said that. So I've been trying to like 
be kinder with myself, but also recognize that, um, again, who care, you know, like I don't care. Right. This is my life right now. I'm not trying. And also with the guy that I'm dating, I feel like a certain way sometimes when he comes into my apartment, like I don't have, I was just telling Taylor, I still have stuff like from <laughs> Craigslist that I bought from like five years ago in my apartment. <laughs> If you're listening and you've used Craigslist for furniture, I mean, it's actually really not bad. You can get some good pieces. I have some nice, but I mean, still, I would like a couple newer things. So there's part of me too that when, you know, I'm introducing people into my place and like, here this is, I want to feel proud of it, you know? And it sounds like that's kind of what you were going through with your fiance's parents and stuff. Yeah, so. I don't, I, it's, I think it's very common with perfectionism. And if you're listening, we have a whole episode on this. So like, sorry that we like rambled a little bit, just some, you know, life, yeah, life sorry. is real. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, but, but, but before we keep going on, fill us in, you got to fill the people. Oh, in. oh, on my day. Okay. You guys, maybe, um, well, we're not going to go into too far, but I'm still seeing him. It's, um, been this is a from little the dating episode guys. We yeah, if you it. haven't listened to the dating episode, go back. Um, I yeah. forget. It's like eight or something. Al- Allison met a man. Um, I did. And let me just tell you, okay, I'm going to do this quick because I wanted to get, to get to the questions. But the last three weeks, the last two and a half weeks, I have not seen him. He has been, uh, he's been working in North Carolina and we've been talking every day and it's been fine. Emotions were like up and down. I I was just like, okay, I want to talk to him more on the phone. So we'd like FaceTime a little bit, but like not as much. Just like stuff going on my brain. So we were so excited because Saturday he was coming back. He's like, listen, I'm just going to come over right from getting here. And we could just have so much fun. It's going to be beautiful. 75 degrees. He's like, we'll hang out, like maybe go to get pumpkins or whatever, or have like go to a brewery, something Aww. fun. And then he was going to stay over. I was like so excited. It's going to be like so fun. I'm like, oh my God, good. And I haven't seen it in two weeks. Okay. So he works as like this project manager for Merck or something. And um, he, a bunch of, I guess, like people, I guess people around him, I don't know. There were some stuff that was going on. There's a lot of people that like do construction. Like when you're in construction and stuff, you're obviously around a lot of people. People are definitely wearing masks and like all this stuff. But I guess there's a couple of people that got COVID. So there was some diagnosis, right? Um, So I, I'm like, great. In my mind, I'm like, of course, like I should have probably not even been seeing him anyway right away because North Carolina, I think is like a high risk state or something, right? Huh. I think it is. So like supposedly, actually, I don't even know if anyone's listening to this, they live in North Carolina, let me know. But all I know is I'm like, oh my gosh, so now he's going to get tested for COVID. All this stuff's happening. I actually can't even see him until now. I haven't even seen him yet. <laughs> that I know that made me so, so sad when I saw your stories. I was like, "What happened?" I was so annoyed. I was so sad. I'm like, "Of course, I can't see you." I just like was like hashtag dating during COVID, right? That's like such a hashtag. <laughs> like, how are you people dating during this? Well, here's the story. So, you know, he obviously is taking proper precautions and is getting like multiple tests and stuff. Um, but hopefully, I'll be able to see him this weekend if he's negative. I hope so. But that was just like another talk about emotions. I mean, like my heart was just like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I just want to spend time so, with him. And I don't know. 
I want to ask you, do you struggle, because this is something I struggle with too, do you struggle with like when you are like you are so set on these plans and plans do not follow through exactly how they were planned? It is like the hardest thing for me to bounce back from. That I get in a mood. Yes. I can't shake it. I literally, he texted, I had Friday, I had two clients and he had texted me all of this like right before the two clients but like nothing else. Like I didn't even know information. I just knew in my mind, I'm not going to see him. And I couldn't even, I was going to cry. I was like almost right. going to cry. My initial response was so, yeah, like I was angry. I was like, <laughs> I was just, you know, That's I was so I anxious. Yes. And I was just like, I cannot, yeah, because these plans changed and I was so excited for them. Like if I didn't care so much about the plans, it would have been like whatever. But I was so excited. And then I kind of reeled it back in and I was like, he probably needs support. I mean, he's You're like I can't believe I just acted that way, but I know and I I yeah, and after a couple of hours I was like, "I'm so sorry. You know, are you okay? What can I do for you?" I was online for like 2 hours trying to find if there were rapid tests available anywhere for him and Aww. trying to help him and just trying to be like supportive instead of just selfish and you know being in- you know what though Allison I don't I don't think it's selfish though I think it's it's when control is taken from mm-hmm. people with anxiety I think it is such a hard thing because that mood will continue with me even if we like go on the plans but the plans are different like oh, yeah. I can't shake it it's that's another thing I need to work on so I'm sure many people listening to this feel the same way it's just like control is taken from you Seriously. And I know, I know shifting of plans is, is very um, frustrating for a lot of people with anxiety, but I will tell you, I got through it. I was very proud of myself for <laughs> You're shifting, still here. shifting my brain and actually like making sure he was okay and we're going to see each other soon. It's fine. I'm like, literally, what's another like four days? It's really not a big deal. Really, it's not a big deal. And, and I had such a nice weekend, by the way. Went to dinner with my parents and like told them a little bit about him. So that was cool. <gasps> oh, my, okay. Gosh, we might need so anyway, to do another dating episode. Um, but we're all excited for you. Thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get into our questions. Let's do it. That sound good? Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah. So one of the first ones I got is, can probiotics cause constipation? And the answer to this one is it actually can and it, or and or it could cause diarrhea. Um, it can cause just a multitude of GI symptoms, actually, because you are introducing this good bacteria. It's just kind of like when, you know, when some people get the flu shot oh, yeah. and they feel sick. Yeah. When it's like working in the body, working hard in the body, um, it's kind of like that. So, uh, yeah, it is normal or not normal, but it like is common to cause some symptoms in people, but they will dissipate. If they don't dissipate, that is when you would want to go talk to your doctor about maybe why you're having And, and, and and constipation would be like, I would say not going for or just abnormal to you. Right. Yeah. And right, and talk to the doctor. That's what I would say too. Right. Okay, good. Um, okay, I got one that said that asked, "Can artificial sugar cause anxiety to increase?" Yes, yes. And uh, food coloring, uh, like red forty, all those. Um, you know, and was there a question on like the other chemicals, or was this the just the chemical question? This was just about artificial sugar. 
Okay, because I think did you have the MSG monosodic glutamate question? No. Oh no. Okay, so that's another one. Another ingredient that can trigger anxiety in some people is monosodium glutamate. It can actually trigger heart palpitations in me, which in return triggers my anxiety. Is that is that an ingredient in food or something? Oh yeah. It is is that in sugar? No, it's not in sugar. Oh, so okay. it's it's like a flavor. It's for like flavor. It's actually very common in like uh, Cheeto chips, um, oh, okay. you know, that kind of stuff. I would always look for chips that don't have MSG. It's, it's either MSG. There's a couple names for it. So I would do research, but that can be actually a big trigger to people, um, especially if you struggle with heart palpitations. Yeah. Well, and I... I know like, you know, go back and listen to part one if you haven't yet, but we talked actually a lot about foods that have certain sugars that can actually cause stomach inflammation. Um, And since, you know, our gut is basically our second brain, when it does become inflamed, then it does influence our moods. So that's kind of how the connection would work with sugar. Um, Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Do you want me to, do you want to do another one? Yeah. Um, someone said, how do you correct it? And my answer to that would be go listen to episode, our last episode on gut health. And we went through like, correct what? Like IBS? Like correct your gut. gut? Okay. I mean, that is so, and like you always say, it's so individualized. I mean, so individualized. And someone, someone even messaged me and was like, I went to your website and I tried to find the plan um, for how to heal the gut. And I was like, <laughs> I don't, Wait, I was what? Like, you have that, you have a plan. No, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> that, that's so individualized. I, I have client. I think what they misheard, maybe I didn't say it right. I take client, like I'm a registered dietitian. So like how Allison does CBT with people. Cause she's a therapist. I am a dietitian and I work with people on their guts, but it's all individualized. There is no guide I have for healing your gut. Um, Can I ask, can I ask this one? Cause I actually was curious about this. Does drinking kombucha help with gut issues? So we like kind of talked about this before we started recording. I think that is such a buzzword. I think it got like popularity and people are like, kombucha heals everything. Um, Some things to take from that kombucha, it, Like I would test it out if you're going to try it. It's not, you don't need it to heal your gut. I think there's some people who think they need to drink uh, kombucha. They need to eat like sauerkraut and all this stuff like they are like, you know, it's just kimchi. Sauerkraut. No, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I tried it. No. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. Uh, Kombucha, some people actually do not tolerate it well. And What is uh, it? Exactly. It's like fermented. Uh, it's like a it. drink. I, I don't drink I know it. That it's a drink. Yes, right. I can get it like Whole Foods. That's all I know. I have gotten you, it. Once. You can make it. Oh, really? You can make it yourself. Yes. So, guys, there is actually some alcohol in it, which some people are very triggered by alcohol. So, like, even like just looking for those things. I mean, if you want to try it out, do it. But I would do research, personal research on kombucha because there is some back and forth information about the types of kombucha now. Like, so there's so some that are so like mass, mass manufactured where it's like, you're not even getting what you think you are. And it's just such a buzzword. (laughs) 
I, I mean, I honestly sit here and I'm thinking like, I don't even know why I've tried. I've tried it because I've just heard, I've read or heard like, yes, good for the gut, but I actually have no idea why. (laughs) You often hear that. Like, you know, people start those trends where it's like, I've even seen like infographics where infographic, like, uh, things that say, um, kombucha can heal your gut. And I'm just like, where did you, whose gut are you looking at? It is a probiotic. It does have the probiotics, but I mean- once again, yeah. very individualized. I'm um, just—I'll um, tell you what the definition is according to Wikipedia, because we know how um, how valid Wikipedia is. Um, kombucha <laughs> is a fermented, lightly effervescent, sweetened black or green tea drink, commonly consumed for its supposed health benefits. Sometimes the ve- beverage is called kombucha tea to distinguish it from the culture of bacteria and yeast. Does that mean anything to you? There you go. But see, like for myself, I'm very intolerant to yeast. So it's like even with like, I remember I I used to like chug apple cider vinegar. Well, to get apple cider vinegar to what it is requires a yeast reaction. And so it's like, oh my gosh, I was doing all this stuff that I thought was like good for me individually. But well, first of all, green tea, does that mean it has caffeine in it? Kombucha? Uh, it has alcohol. I don't know if it has caffeine. Let me see. I'm gonna actually look that up. Yeah, it says point. It says point five percent alcohol. This is so. How do they sell? Is that under the le- the limit of like being able to sell? Maybe, it? but sometimes just any bit can trigger some people. Uh, it does have a little bit of caffeine. So it says the same as a decaf coffee, but I don't know. See, that's crazy that I never knew. I I don't do. I can't do caffeine like at all. Right. And I now know that. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, you guys, um, kombucha, if you drink it and it works for you, I'm so happy. This is obviously all about finding what works for you. This is what we talk about. So honestly, so much of – and I think we talked about this last episode – so much of healing your gut is literally trial and error. It's crazy. Yeah. And I would say if you're like really, really serious and you really think that you struggle with gut issues, like you have all of the symptoms, you – are just not feeling your best, like you want to feel better, I would find a dietitian or a nutritionist to work with you with your meal plans. Actually, let me take back nutritionist. There are so many people out there nowadays who call themselves nutritionists and there's not a license around it. So it's kind of like, what is what can like some therapists call themselves now that aren't therapists? There's something I saw. Uh, a health coach? <laughs> Yeah, no, but there's like even some that have called themselves counselors and they don't have a degree. I mean, I don't know. All I know is there's a huge debate in the psychology world between psychologists and coaches because you got to be careful, guys. Not a lot of guidelines, but always look look for a licensed psychologist. That's all I say. Yes. Um, Yes, or integrative integrative doctor. Okay, next question. This is one, I think, selfishly also for me, but I got a couple times. Um, <laughs> how to help heal acid reflux or what you can do for a lifestyle right. so, or diet or something to help with acid reflux. Um, so in the moment, I would say, which because a lot of us normally wait for in the moment, right, <laughs> uh, is don't lay down after you eat, especially like a big meal. Like that can really trigger it. Um, eat slow and like, don't talk while you're eating. So like chew your food with your mouth closed. Cause you don't want to get all that extra air in and like, really, I know this sounds like 
crazy, but like time yourself, like start the timer when you start eating a meal and you actually might be surprised. So a lot of people who are highly anxious eat really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like sometimes you need to time it out. And I think like I used to give people like 15 minutes and I wanted them to eat their meal in 15 minutes. And, And that might require taking some breaks, sitting there and allowing your body to just enjoy the meal, not just scarf it down. And like, don't wait until you're so hungry, which like some people do. Cause you know, we, we live in a society where it's go, go, go. And you wait till you're so hungry to eat. And then you're like a little barbarian scarfing stuff down. So that is the one thing that I've been told multiple times is to eat slower and to be very, very mindful when you eat. And so honestly, sometimes I'll actually count my chews. I know it sounds weird, Mm -hmm. but I'll actually make sure I chew like 10 times before I swallow my food. Um, And then it's funny, like I do that maybe with the first couple bites and then I just naturally chew slower after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Um, try that. You should absolutely not be consuming any carbonated beverages if you have acid reflux. Do you? Oh, no. (laughs) Only, I will say, only sometimes, not all the time, ginger ale. I love ginger ale sometimes. Yeah. Um, And I know, I think there's a misconception. So a lot of people have been told like, oh, drink Sprite or drink ginger ale when your like stomach's upset. Right. But if you had acid reflex, it just won't work out right for you. Now, now ginger though is really good for you, isn't it? Yes. Actual ginger ginger root. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I try and um, have a little supplement of ginger that I take. Yes. Okay, so that's good. What what are the types of foods to avoid if you have acid reflux? Do you know? It, it's definitely individualized, but I can tell you right now, spicy foods, um, anything that's acidic. I mean, you can literally go on Google and type in like the acidic uh, uh, acidic charts, and it'll tomato show you sauce? like top tomato I'll sauce. I'll tell you what I read. A shocking my- one: popcorn. Oh no, I didn't read that one. Highly <sighs> acidic. Wow. Yeah. I heard, okay, so I read for my own acid reflux, I just cut out tomatoes, but mostly tomato sauce, like onions and garlic, um, red wine, yeah. specifically red wine. I mean, all alcohol is not good, but specifically I heard, and like, you know, the bubbles, champagne and stuff. Um, and like, obviously like fried foods. <laughs> Red meats, processed meats, they're very acidic. Red meats? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up. Anything anything that's processed, honestly, is just very, very acidic. Okay, but like a steak? It's been known to be – maybe if you cook it yourself. Not giving it up. But anyway, okay, (laughs) for anyone that wants to try it. Um, okay, acid, that that was the acid reflux question. Right. Was there anything else that you feel like for acid reflux now? That- uh, yeah, after you eat, also don't be like moving around so quickly. Like don't decide to go on a jog right after you eat Like, and time your meals with um, workouts. Uh, if it's really, really bad, like if your acid reflux is just out of control, sleep at an incline. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I heard also, obviously, I mean, this is something that I think with acid reflux or not is amazing to do all the time, but is drink a lot of water. Yeah. 
I mean, that helps keep the stomach acidic balanced. Yeah. Okay. You just want to almost like, you want to like, so our bodies have a pH level. And so you want to be like more alkaline than acidic. So like you want to consume foods that are highly alkaline. So like it's like the acidic level of like over seven, seven is neutral. Anything over seven is alkaline. Anything under seven is acidic. So, so so if I Google like foods high in alkaline. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to do you, that. You will get told, <laughs> you know, whole foods. <laughs> right. Of course. But but, but then okay. there are some whole foods to fo- avoid as well. So yeah, it's it's a bunch of trial and error for sure. Like I was telling you before this podcast, my brother, he struggles with really bad acid reflex and he had cut out just about anything, everything, followed all the rules. He did not, he did not want to give up coffee. Yeah. And we kept telling him, I'm like, I know you love coffee. And like, he's a huge coffee drinker. Um, and he finally gave it up. And first of all, can I, can I say that he had severe withdrawal symptoms from giving up coffee? I we mean, were looking yes. at him and he was just sweating profusely. Yeah. It's, yeah. So um, you can become dependent on it. It's, you know. Oh yeah. So he gave it up and he's been feeling so much better. So yeah, I can sometimes imagine. it's those things you love that like, I know. you gotta, you gotta decide what you want more. Uh, yeah, I've I gave up ca- all caffeine like years ago, and it's like it was like amazing. Right. Um, okay. What about? Do you have other questions? Yeah. Someone said, "How do I understand if I have a digestive problem or is it anxiety?" And this one is kind of like chicken or the egg. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would think about when your anxiety like started getting really bad and like evaluate your life before that. Like, have you always had stomach problems your whole life? If you have, then yeah, that's definitely something that like I would get checked out, but it also could be like you had anxiety underlying your whole life. So I know this one girl I played basketball with growing up and she would literally throw up before every single practice, even practice, not just games. And then she'd feel better, but it was just like her stomach would just get like so anxious and like we said, it's your second brain. So um, the answer to your question, how do I understand if I have it? That's just, once again, seeing a professional. Yeah. I mean, I, I say chicken or the egg because that's basically my issue <laughs> that I've been struggling with forever. Um, now I can say it's been since I was little, but before I didn't know. Um, and I become anxious when my stomach hurts and I start feeling sick, I become more anxious. And sometimes I'm anxious and my stomach hurts because of it. So it literally is like a cycle for me, but I've, um, you know, definitely going to see a therapist and understanding the thoughts behind my health and why I feel so fearful that my stomach is hurting or why I feel fearful that my health, something's going on with my health. There's definitely a connection. So this is something you'll hear from us all the time about the mind and the body being connected. So so therapists actually go hand in hand with my practice. So like the the few dietitians that I work with, we have a, a select therapist in the area that we only recommend our clients to because it's like we can go hand in hand. They like sign a form that allows us to work together. And so it's where 
we can support them by helping their gut, but you also need to to keep that gut healthy. You can't have yes. the, the high anxiety continually disrupting the imbalances. So yeah, it's definitely good to do both at the same time. Well, and I, I wish there was literally just an answer I could give you. Right. I mean, everybody. I wish I had it. Just to say, right. what? how do you determine between my actual organs versus my brain? Like, what is causing it? I honestly wish I knew. Please tell me if anyone knows. But the fact is, like, for real, guys, I've had two endoscopies and two colonoscopies, and I'm only 40. You're not even supposed to get either of those till you're, like, 50 because I've had stomach issues. And thank God everything turned out okay, you know? I mean, obviously there are um, – concrete diagnosis you can get if something is causing trouble with your, you know, stomach as far as like ulcers or, um, you know, uh, gastritis or like diverticulitis or something like that. Um, all of those things you guys can look up. I don't know exactly what the criteria for all of those, but, um, and like Crohn's disease I heard is like debilitating. That's a whole thing in your stomach with your, I mean, I don't know. So there's, I mean, thank goodness, you know, that nothing like that turned up. That isn't debilitating, but those things do require more of like medical assistance and stuff. So I I was not diagnosed with any of those. So, you know, I needed to work on my brain a lot more and my thoughts related to my health and my diet and recognizing that it's all connected, but that it's okay. And that it's, again, every day, guys. I just had an episode a couple days ago of my stomach hurting and not knowing, and I was inflamed, and I worked through it, and, right. you know, that's all you can do. I think also, like you said, those other conditions like Crohn's and stuff, so the, the hardest part even about some of those is when you get that diagnosis, it once again, even with like IBS, it's trial and error. Mm -hmm. Like there isn't a lot of right. exact help exact techniques that you should follow if you want to get better. You know, like there's guidelines, but there's no like, you know, like when you have diabetes, you, you get, if depending on the type of diabetes you have, you get insulin, right? It's like you do this, you do that with the, with the gut. It's just, it's, it can be hard, but, um, it, it, you can heal it. And that's the, that's what we talked about in the first episode is like, that's the best part is that there is, um, help. It can reverse itself. It's an awesome, part of our body. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, listen, I wish that on my second round of getting an endoscopy they would they would have been like, you know what? You're allergic to you're allergic to, you know, apples. Sorry, you can't have them. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I found out. Yay." <laughs> oh my gosh, thank goodness. Oh my gosh, I'm just stop eating apples and I, this is such great news. Like I just wanted that. I want someone right. to be like, "There's this allergy you have." You know, and thank God, no, I don't even have a gluten allergy. You know, even then I might have been like really sad and upset for a little while because I love bread and pasta, but I would have been like, oh, oh my gosh, okay. Gluten hey, allergy. Whoa there. Whoa we there. Go. Gluten, gluten uh, intolerant people are actually, they're coming a long way with the foods nowadays. There's oh this brand gosh, called no, totally. Bonza. Oh my gosh. Really? So many gluten free options. Oh, yes. It's oh, made okay. with chickpeas. I mean, like, they have come a long way. And I try and give people who have gluten intolerances so much hope because. Oh my God, totally. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I would have even been fine if that was an answer. Like, you just, just wanted an, an answer. answer. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right. I'll figure out my lifestyle. I mean, I'm Italian. So, of course, pasta to me is like another lover. <laughs> <laughs> 
but come on. Um, anyway, so that was a good question, though. I like that. That was. Yeah. Um, someone said, how long did it take to improve? And this is another one that I don't want you to be like, I'm going to take this probiotic and immediately feel better. It's just like with anxiety treatment, guys. It's It takes time. And anything you do in life, I mean, look at people – it's like the it's like weight loss, the weight loss diet culture, right? People do these extreme things to get immediate results only to bounce back, right? It's such a mask and such a uh, – it's just not a forever treatment plan. And so the thing with like what Allison does and what I do is it's finding a starting point and reevaluating that starting point at quarters, right? So like after you're with your – your pay- like you said before, you shouldn't be with your therapist for forever. Right. They should graduate from you. Yeah. I mean, like you would hope, but guess what? Life changes all the time. So but, but graduate from like one or two problems, like like on, maybe on to a new issue. But like the goal is you shouldn't to- have to be dependent on them. Yeah. That's yeah, the like- difference. You shouldn't have to be dependent on really anything, to be honest. You should that should be a goal. But if you need support throughout your life, you never know what happens in different life transitions. So I think it's okay. But the dependency- But like if you come in with like problem problem X, we want to reevaluate problem X within a month or two. And if problem X isn't getting any type of better, we'll do treatment plan B because treatment plan A maybe wasn't for you. And that's that's just how you find- that level of what works for me. And when you find what works for you, it is bliss. I will say if any of you listening have been in therapy for a long time and you want to stay with it forever, it's 1000% okay. I'm probably going to have a therapist forever because I want it. And I think it's it's not even because I have debilitating days sometimes. Sometimes I just want to talk to her about how I'm doing. And she's such, such right. an objective type of person. And I do have a great support system in my life, but sometimes it's just amazing to have an hour where this person's really just listening to you and isn't right. is very objective. And I'm like, and sometimes we just talk about like good things going on in my life and it's a good session, right. you know? So just remember it's okay. Whatever you need maybe, to do to get support. Maybe, maybe I word, worded that a bit wrong. <laughs> well, I just wanted to mention that. That's I, I meant like okay. the, like a, like a problem. So like if I was going to my therapist for, continually obsessing over like the thought of having brain tumors. I've had all the checks checked out. If I was still talking to her about that in 20 years, I, I hope she'd fire me. <laughs> That's definitely, like we should, we should have worked through that. Right, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. should, you should be having some type of healing at some point with all yeah. of that. That sounds debilitating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, so this has been so great and we got such great questions. If you guys like the Q&A, let us know because we'd love to do other Q&As with other topics. Right. And obviously, we would love getting requests with your um, you know, topics that you're feeling like you might want to hear more about. But we're going to be getting some more guests on. It's going to be awesome. And um, hoping just to kind of talk to you guys a little bit more about our journey and hear more about your journey. So... That was awesome. I think it'd be fun to do or like people to ask like if there's an episode we did, if they want an elaborated Q&A on it. That's a great that idea. That would be like, what was your favorite episode? And 
If you'd want a Q&A on it, leave us a comment. I guess when we say leave us a comment, it's leave us a review, right? Yeah. Or you can obviously go to the Anxiety Chicks on Instagram and DM yeah. us if you want. Um, maybe I'll even do a post that's yeah. saying like favorite episode or what, what episode would you like Q&A or something like that. Yeah, for sure. It um, helps us so much when you guys interact and like it's one thing to listen to our podcast, but it's another to – I don't think subscribing – uh, does anything to people's phones. Like it doesn't blow it up. It doesn't, I think it notifies you like with notifications. You know how people, when they, they worry about subscribe. I oh, know no, personally, I worry about you. subscribing to things. Oh no, it just, yeah. On iTunes, it just basically keeps that podcast like in your queue. Yeah. So you at least knew when a new episode is coming on. So it also helps us with our podcast to help, you know, raise awareness, like I said before. So if you can subscribe, that'd be awesome. Um, but what was I just going to say? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sorry. Were you done? That I didn't want to cut you off though. No, no, no. You're good. You're done. Okay. Um, I wanted to give like a healing tip of the week because I want to say one thing that just when I, we talk about gut health so much, the one, I will say one huge technique or tool that I always do when I start feeling this like just, I don't even know how to say it with my gut, but I know that something's off with my stomach. Something isn't, you know, that day I'm having, I always still make myself move my body. Yeah. Always. I will either do a 10 to 15 minute slow, like restorative yoga video. If I'm feeling really bad, if not, I'll definitely go outside in around trees or walk somewhere where I can be outside and take deep breaths, even if it's for 10, 15 minutes, but I will move my body. And I tell you, my anxiety goes from like a seven to like a four when I move my body. So my tip this week is for you guys to do something to some type of movement every day. Love it. All right, guys. Another episode down. We will see you guys next week. Happy healing. Bye, guys. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well, so go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out, and as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.